I'm Fern Cotton and you're listening to Purple Radio. This, this is Purple Radio. Is Purple Radio. Hello and welcome to Mimazine on Air, Sustainability and Creativity in the Fashion Industry. Sustainable and creative are two words which often don't fit that easily into the fashion industry. We're living in a time of mass consumption. Not only with our fashion being faster and cheaper than ever, our food is seen as thrown away and as a result we're wasting more than ever in all aspects of life. What's more, we're constantly glued to our screens, consuming more content than our brains and mental health are equipped to deal with, and obsessed with following the latest trends and fads. Fast fashion brands are all too happy for us to morph into the same monochrome clones, strutting down the high street in identical unison. Have we really lost our individual flair and style? As convenient as the consumer side of the chain now is, there is no such thing as cheap clothes. Somewhere along the line, the price is being paid, either by those who make the clothes through low wages and long hours, or our water, air and land being exploited. Most often, it's both. We're often oblivious to half of the negative impacts our fashion habits have, and as we actively seek out the information, the only process we usually see is from the shop to our wardrobe, and more often than not, arriving somewhere to find others identically dressed head-to-toe in the latest must-haves. It's 2019 and time to seriously think about where our clothes come from, how and who makes them and what they really mean to us. It's time to make fashion sustainable and creative. Today I have the pleasure of having Alona Phillips, Illy, on the show to talk all about sustainable fashion and what it's like trying to be a creative in an industry that really tries to take it away from us. Illy is a creative and passionate about the sustainable fashion, having designed her own sustainable clothing in the past in aid of the Environmental Justice Foundation. Welcome to the show, Illy. Hi, thanks for having me. It is my pleasure. Could you please tell us a little bit about yourself um, and your fashion journey? Okay, so as boring as it is, I'll start with my degree. I study French and Arabic. Um, I'm in my fourth year. Uh, having recently quite reluctantly returned from Lebanon, where I spent nine months, I, I do believe that I have always been you know, fascinated by the fashion industry. And I think the way that's mutated recently has really captured my interest. Um, and I think that is quite different to my fashion journey in the past. I mean, like all 15 year olds, I was obsessed with Topshop. I would, I mean, if I could, I would have gone every weekend and bought, I don't know, like 10 different items of fast brand. fashion pinnacle right there exactly <laughs> I mean Topshop Oxford Street was my mecca quite literally um so I mean I have amassed in my time a vast collection of clothes which now I do not feel great about but I think that's been really interesting for me to have now gone through such a like a, a radical change in the way that I think about what I consume and what I buy um and then how I myself can try and change attitudes and influence people to maybe think a bit more about what they are doing in their everyday habits etc so as you've just said you were a little bit of a fast fashion addict age 15 Absolutely. as we all were I can admit put my hand up I was there too I'm sure many people have heard the term fast fashion but maybe really don't know what it is still could you mm-hmm. please explain to us a little bit about maybe what it is so Fast fashion is basically the way that the clothing industry exists as it does today. So when you go on the high street, I'll, we'll take Zara as an example. 
every two weeks, the collection in the shop completely changes. We now have access to vast quantities of new novelty clothing that costs practically nothing when you think about how how much clothing used to cost in the past. Um, so, for example, 25 years ago, my mother, for example, would have bought maybe five new items of clothing in every six months. Now, that number is incredibly conservative. People do not buy that much. The fast fashion industry is led by huge conglomerate brands who seek to make us consume more and more. So um, they cut down costs by exploiting, using labour in developing countries um, in order to drive down costs so that we can then buy clothes at a very low price. Um, And then concurrently, that means that it drives down costs in terms of exploiting workers, but then that means that the processes that go into the production of the materials are again really have a really negative impact on the environment so for example the production of cheap leather contaminates water supplies in um, India Uh, the production of cotton uses pesticides that have incredibly negative impact on the health of people Um, for example in the Punjab Uh, recently there's been research into the massive growth in cancerous tumors um, in regions where cotton is mass produced for the clothes that we wear every single day it's rare that we think about the processes of production that have gone into what we wear imagine thinking that somebody has toiled for hours on something that we you know wear once and throw away i actually have a really scary stat that on average we only wear a piece of clothing seven times for throwing it away that's just crazy and only 10 percent of what we actually send to charity shops ends up being rebought. the rest just goes to landfill so we even yeah. think we're doing a good deed by sending it to the charity shop it is quite unlikely it will ever get rebought. yeah completely i mean when i was on my year abroad um i was in lebanon which you know is not a developing country in any way but there are so many clothes markets where you see all these items that people have sent to charity mm. being sold in kind of a, a market down the back of the the back of the street, and you think this person thought that you know, yeah, I'm giving back to society, but in fact, their clothes are being shipped at quite like a massive cost. You know, that's air miles as well. Yeah, um, for people, you know, it's not going anywhere. It's just being fed back into. Like a never-ending cycle of you are so right we are living in this time where we think that we constantly need more things and actually as you said with your mother less is more in a lot of the cases especially yeah. with fashion definitely and a lot a lot of research has been going on now saying that actually this hyper consumer society that we live in you know you amass these items and you're going to feel amazing it that doesn't work we're not actually happier because we have more things um you know items that we really need cost a lot more but oh yeah i can buy this dress for 20 pounds yeah i feel i feel great now it really doesn't work like that and i think there's been recently a drive towards kind of minimalism and um really thinking about what you're consuming i think that's really interesting because yeah as we've been fed by advertising industries for so long that tell us once you achieve you know 
um, material wealth, you will then achieve like transcendental happiness. But as we all know, not the case. Not the case at all. At all. And so you've said you've had this glorious revelation, and you're now um, a huge fan and promoter of sustainable fashion. What? is sustainable fashion. I mean, the definition, according to the great old Oxford Dictionary, is the ability to be maintained at a certain rate or level, conserving an ecological balance by avoiding depletion of natural resources. In more simplistic terms, what is sustainable fashion to you? To me, sustainable fashion is the fashion industry when it looks at the supply chain, the processes that go into manufacturing clothes. So it makes it equal for the people that produce it it does not have a negative impact on the environment it's kind of a circular economy is created exactly exactly and it means in some cases using materials that are produced in a manner that innovates um, so not using uh, cotton produced with pesticides or um, using zero waste cutting techniques mm. so that means that no fabric is left to then go into uh, landfill it's about really looking at the way that the fashion industry negatively impacts the environment taking steps and then kind of turning it all on its head i've seen some crazy new materials come to the forefront recently not on the high street just yet but i have heard about pineapple skin have oh, you heard really? of this i haven't it's basically has the same properties as such as leather yeah. so it has that uh, that feel that kind of durability and supposedly according to my danish friend it is going to be all the rage in scandinavian countries soon so maybe it'll make its way over to england i mean let's hope so that's a lot better than actual leather for yeah. sure maybe that's that is exciting. a bit far-fetched for the moment but you're so right the new materials new ways of producing these materials and kind of the innovation behind fashion is going to be a driving force in changing the industry. Yeah, I think it's really exciting, this um, kind of interlink between fashion and science and technology. I think it's, we really have to look at that in the future. It's going to be incredibly exciting to see. <laughs> and with the solution in mind, do you think that it's fully down to the consumer or do you think there are more people involved? It's going to be on a larger, a larger scale. Um, I think that we have responsibility as consumers to help drive a change, but then there needs to be a top-down rethink of the structure of the industry. But I think initially, you know, there has to be pressure from the consumer because without the consumer, these companies that exploit the environment and uh, garment workers, without us, there would be none of this industry. So there needs to be a change in awareness a change in attitudes so that these companies feel the pressure from you know the the population for for example for example when you look at the way there's now pressure to reduce um single-use plastic that's then influencing change higher up um, in the government and i think the same thing can happen with sustainable fashion and i think we're definitely seeing that there is thank goodness far more awareness about negative impacts of the fashion industry i mean even at university we have things like depop you know people are aware of reusing and rewearing their clothes but unless people really take responsibility and really think about what they're wearing then i don't think that these profit-led companies will ever 
make a change because there won't be any impetus for them to do so they'll still be driven by getting these massive massive profit margins i mean philip green is worth 4.3 billion i think that's madness isn't it yeah it's crazy i don't think anyone should be worth 4.3 billion (laughs) let alone someone who works somewhere that who runs a company that actually exploits people but that's just my my opinion (laughs) i i'm in total agreement that one of the parties who need to be driving this change is the consumer do you have any tips or advice for shoppers in general what would be say if someone's finding it a little bit daunting or doesn't really know where to start with turning their fashion kind of fashion mindset to be a little bit more eco-friendly and sustainable what would you advise them I think that initially yes it is hard and I think that people are often too scared to even make that leap and I think what I really like to say is you know you don't have to go cold turkey on buying anything um it's not that drastic I think I think it's just about making small choices so my first thing would be to really if you are going to buy something make sure it's something that you really love so I think when it comes to changing your consumer habits you don't have to go cold turkey on on buying items I really don't think that's the message that sustainable fashion needs to give out but I do think it's really important to think about what you wear that you really love it you know kind of Marie Marie Kondo method do that to your own wardrobe because honestly it really does change the way you look at buying new things I feel quite lucky that I have found my own kind of maybe questionable but I have my own (laughs) personal style and I think that's really a great thing to try and investigate so you don't feel like you have to follow every new trend because when I did I have looked back at photos and uh, yeah the classic <laughs> what was I wearing yeah no wonder my mum did not want me to leave the house like that she definitely had a, had a point I think also um try and borrow from your friends if possible um and there are so many new kind of um boring rental sites that are popping up I know mm-hmm. that Durham has um Der Dress uh there's High Street in Newcastle and there's others in London as well I think that's a really great way if you want something new because you know it is a nice feeling sometimes having a new item but as you said you only wear items what seven times mm. if you can rent and then send back and put that into a kind of circular economy what an amazing thing to do it means you can, you, know, you can have a new picture but not have that kind of you can have for the gram but a sustainable exactly. one i love it i love it exactly and also my absolute favorite thing is go vintage shopping or yes you go to the charity shops take items that have been left out and put them back into circulation i think it's also a great way to be individual Mm. as well find something that maybe somebody doesn't have and i know most people are aware of this but really i would 100 push if you want something new go to a charity shop you never know what you might find yeah you really can find some gems there i would just say that maybe go with no time pressure because it can take a while to sift through the masses oh for sure yeah sometimes it it does feel like you're fighting a never-ending battle yeah a bit overwhelming maybe go with an idea in your head as well because you don't need those shoulder pads and jumpers with flashing lights in which at the time can seem like a good idea no 
in, in flashing lights in a jumper I have to say only at Christmas one time <laughs> you see Elise's yeah. face at the moment she's not very impressed <laughs> but also I think what I've I've done as well you know teach yourself how to sew if you don't know how modify items that are maybe you know a button falls off you do not need to buy a new shirt just sew it sew it on and like I said if you if you do buy something for a charity shop that doesn't quite fit don't let, just let it languish at the back of your wardrobe pick up your sewing kit and try and make it different talking about the shoulder pads my favorite uh suit is like this old neck suit that I got in a charity shop at the time it was very questionable the shoulder pads were you know out <laughs> like they were they were huge but just take them off take them out yeah that's Amazing. so true yeah, there's very lots of different ways to modify one piece of clothing so you can yeah. make it into multiple different different styles and fits precisely i love it this is purple radio this is purple radio so you have basically merged two of your great passions here being very creative and sustainable fashion have you always been creative or is this something just re-flourished with your new fashion mindset i've been very lucky in that my parents always encouraged our creativity sorry (laughs) so i've always been encouraged to be creative by my family which I think is a really great way for me to have grown up yeah so I feel very fortunate to have grown up in a family where my my three brothers creativity was really encouraged and it's always been something that's brought me a lot of joy and for as long as I I can remember I've been doing art alongside everything else uh sadly I had to give up at GCSE because I thought you know career prospects art will get me nowhere but I think that it's always been such a great comfort to me. Um, it's also a really great way for me to feel like I'm doing something productive when I'm watching TV or listening to music. <laughs> or just be doing something vaguely arty. Um, and I think it's been really nice doing stuff for the Durham University Charity Fashion Show this year. Because it means that I've been able to justify doing quite a lot of artistic production. But yeah, I think it, it's, it's such a a great thing for me to have I feel very happy do you find it quite a relaxing process a lot of people use it as an escape or a way to express themselves is that the same for you completely it's such an escape it's very different to what I do normally in my academics I mean Arabic and French is not really it's not that creative but being able to produce something that I've had in my head and put it onto paper or you know like on Photoshop for example Mm. it's I think it, it just relaxes me so much and just being able to do something that's completely unrelated to my everyday life. So what was it that you produced for the Durham University Charity Fashion Show? So um, one of the main things that I did was in conjunction with the Environmental Justice Foundation. So I designed a sustainably made t-shirt to raise money for them, um, which was a really great thing to be able to do because other designers that have designed for them have been Vivian Westwood. So wow. it was great to see my Following design Following in her to, footsteps. Yeah, I was like, what What have I done? What, how am I here? Which is really great. Uh, and it, it's been really nice to see people wearing it as well. And I, I, what I really liked about that is a lot of the time when you do get to design your own things, you don't know what materials you're getting your stuff printed on. Whereas I knew that the processes that went into this items production were completely transparent I knew that 
the cotton was sustainably sourced, that it was made by workers who are being paid a fair wage. And that was really, really important for me. And I would definitely like to be involved in more projects like that in the future. Do you think that is something you look into in the future? Definitely. I think that I'd really like to design a few t-shirts. There's lots of small like avenues that you can go down to get your stuff out there in the world. And I'd definitely be interested in doing that when I have more time. Post-degree. <laughs> Post-degree studies. Yeah. And with fashion, as you've said, creativity and fashion doesn't really seem to be two things that fit easily together. What is your opinion on this? I think that fashion and creativity, in some respects, you know, they do massively uh, go together. So if we're looking at the fashion in- industry itself, I say it's kind of split into two factions. You've got the high fashion, you know, your your fashion brands, which put crazy things down the catwalk each day. And then your graduate fashion designers who produce some really amazingly artistic designs, you know, it's wearable art. And then on the other hand, as we've said, we have the fast fashion industry, which really focuses on consumers. Mass production. Exactly. Which I don't think lends itself to creativity. But, But I think that lots of people are reticent to say that they themselves are creative. But I think the way that we dress, you know, that is such an expression of who we are. It, it's the first thing that people see generally when they look at you. And it's a way of expressing, you know, what you want to communicate to the world. Mm. And that is a creative decision. So wouldn't it be great to be able to dress ourselves in items that have been made, you know, with that in mind rather than with, oh, yeah, we just want people to buy, buy, buy to make us rich. You're so right. I really like that point that everyone has a choice when it comes, well, everyone has some degree of choice when it comes to what they put on in the morning. That is quite a big first impression. So what better way to express yourself in a colourful ensemble or something really creative and unique to you? Yeah, or at least something that, you know, makes it you feel really, really good, Mm. really comfortable. And for me personally, I don't think I could feel comfortable wearing something that I knew was exploitative I mean I can't justify buying something for a small price if I just if I know that the process of its production damages the environment I think categorically and fundamentally is not worth it no I'm definitely with you on that one and the future do you see us all becoming fashion clones of each other or do you have a little bit more hope hopefully not I I think that I'm really excited about the way that people are choosing to dress themselves nowadays I definitely think that people are taking more responsibility as consumers and then are also turning away from looking like everybody else I think with Instagram for example I see so many new exciting people who uh, really express themselves and I think that's translated down into Mm. the way that you know we all go about our daily lives I mean obviously it is sometimes nice to feel like you fit into the crowd Um, And there will always be general style trends, whether you like it or not. But I think that people... It's putting your own spin on that sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I I think when I look around just at university, it's definitely changed from when I was in first year. I really feel like most people looked generally similar. But now I think with the rise of Depop, charity shops, it's really exciting to see people putting their own spin on what they wear. And that makes me optimistic for the future because hopefully that will translate into people going from maybe 
slightly more independent, smaller labels where they make transparent um, their production processes. I think you're right. I think the future is very hopeful on the creative side and hopefully it's the same side too. Lots of small changes do go a long way. Definitely. Illy, thank you so, so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. We are coming to the end of our show. How do you feel about finishing with a quick fire round? I would love to. Okay, this is Quick Fire with Illy. Describe your style in three words. Veruca salt on crack. It's not three words, but... Wow, I was not (laughs) expecting that. What feeds your soul? Oh, art and uh peter andre art and peter andre what a (laughs) mix these answers what is the most important thing you look for in a fashion brand i look for a brand that tells me where i'm able to see as i've said before complete transparency so where i know where my clothes are coming from where i know that they pay their workers an equal an equal wage and equally that the clothes are exciting and are well made won't fall apart and will last me um, for as long as I continue to want to wear them which hopefully is a long time and who is your favorite creative designer at the moment I really like small um, independent brands there's one on Instagram um, called uh, Maison Cleo it's a small Parisian um, label that makes beautiful shirts. It's a mother and daughter. Oh, lovely. Um, they're so beautiful. I wish I could afford one. And they're made of the most beautiful recycled materials. Um, at the moment, that's my favourite because it they're incredibly creative and innovative whilst also coming from a really small, organic place. And what is your essential go-to item? A polo neck, always. It is cold and dark. I can't vouch <laughs> yeah. for that. And final question. If you could only wear one outfit for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ooh, probably a power suit. A power suit? Yeah. What is a power suit? A power suit. So like matching trousers and a sharp jacket. Oh, yes. I can really, yeah. really envision Be the boss lady I wish that. I could be. Oh, I love it. And thank you once again. It has honestly been a pleasure to have you. Are there any takeaways or last comments you'd like to leave our listeners with? Just really think about what you're buying, what you're wearing. And it's not all doom and gloom. This can be a really exciting way to really rethink your wardrobes for the better. So thank thank you. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. What a way to finish my first series. So thank you, Illy.